morning and welcome back to Alger Assembly of God. We do welcome you back to our study, to our series entitled Habits. When we first began, we saw that there's a lot of not-so-good habits, and we let you yell some of them out. In fact, we let you yell some habits out that maybe your spouse had, or maybe your kids have, or maybe mom and dad have. So there's all kinds of not-so-good, many times irritating, annoying keep you up at night kind of habits, right? That's not what we're looking at. We're looking at those habits or disciplines that are good spiritual disciplines that ought to be developed in our lives. We began the year, we began our series by looking at prayer, and we saw we needed to pray consistently because prayer is a relationship, a way of life, and a choice. Last time together, we kind of looked at the other end of that. We often hear about prayer and fasting, although we tend to to do more with the prayer than with the fasting. But last time together, we looked at fasting intentionally, Not, not skipping a meal, not forgetting a meal, going without and saying, whoops, I guess I fasted. That's just missing a meal. Fasting intentionally, and we, uh, we looked at the what, the why, and the how of of what fasting is. So if you've missed either of those, you weren't with us because of weather, because of other items, find that on our website, algerag.com. Listen to that. That's going to help to to build and develop and grow some positive spiritual habits or disciplines. So today we come to a third part, a third habit or discipline of developing, and is that of Bible reading, God's Word. Oftentimes we we hear prayer and Bible and Bible and prayer. And so certainly we began with prayer, moved to fasting. This morning we look to Bible reading. When it comes to the benefits, I think we would all understand that getting into God's Word, reading God's Word, there are many benefits attached, many benefits included. And here's what people would say. Benefits of getting into God's Word would be this. I learn more about God, about myself, about salvation, about godly items. Secondly, people would say, my life has changed. My life becomes impacted based on what I read in the Word of God. Another thing people would say is this. They would feel equipped to fight against temptation and to fight against sin. By getting into God's Word, they become more equipped. And finally, many people would say, I feel more equipped to help others. So we we listen to that. We say, man, that sounds great. A lot of positives, a lot of benefits of getting into God's Word. So what are the barriers that keep us from getting into God's Word? That same study or report would say this, here are some of the top barriers that keep people from God's Word. Number one, I feel like I don't have enough time. If I just had more time, how many of you wish there was like a 25th, 26th hour in the day, like an eighth day of the week, a 53rd week of the year? I mean, do you ever feel like you just got so much to do and just not enough time to do it? Many times, that's what happens when it comes to our reading of God's Word. And yet, there was a study that showed if you would spend, on average, this this takes a lot of people's different reading styles and capabilities into account, on average, 
If we would spend 12 minutes a day, we would be able to read through this entire book, God's Word, in one year. On average, about nine minutes a day in the Old Testament and about three minutes a day in the New Testament, you can read the entire Bible in one year. Now, I might shift from preaching to meddling for, for just a little bit. How many of us, when it comes to our time, there's a whole lot of time wasters? And right about now, we all kind of start looking down at the ground saying, I hope he doesn't look at me. It doesn't matter. We all have them. I might not hit yours or mention yours in our brief time together, but we all have them, probably starting with this little electronic device, this telephone, which can do it all now with these smartphones, app upon app, game upon game, social media upon social media, texting, emailing, you name it, sports scores, shopping, and that's just scratching the, the tip of the surface, right? You're either smiling. Inside you're saying, ouch, but outwardly you're, you're smiling because this really doesn't affect you, but it really does. I mean, whatever it is, our phones, our games, our sports, our shopping, our hobbies, I would venture to say we could find 12 minutes a day that we're probably wasting somewhere that we could or should put into the Word of God. So it's one of the top barriers. People say, I just don't have the time. And yet the, the fact of the matter is we probably do and we can recapture some of that. Secondly, one of the top barriers is this. People would say, I don't have the motivation. I don't have the discipline. That's kind of what we're talking about. Habits and discipline. Can we form good, godly, biblical habits? Here's what I know. We make time for what is important in our lives. Speaking about some of these other things that we just recently mentioned, chances are good if you've got one of these, you check it, not once a day, probably not 10 times a day. I read a statistic last week, the average smartphone user opens their phone up 54 times a day. Wow. There's some discipline there. There's some motivation there because when we do, we're wondering, we're wondering, is there a little number there? By, did somebody send me a note? Did someone send me a text? Did someone send me an email? Did somebody post on my wall? Did somebody please like my selfie? It's so cute. And so we've got this motivation, this discipline that says, I'm going to check this. I'm going to check the score of the game. I'm going to, whatever it is that interests us, We've got this motivation and discipline for it. Can we, can we kind of shuffle some of that energy, motivation, and discipline into the Word of God? Here's a third barrier many people say. I feel intimidated. Well, first of all, let's not be intimidated. It's God. It's God's Word. Uh, but I know what, many times what people are saying. I mean, this is a big book. Well, maybe I should hold this one up. This is maybe a little bit more intimidating, right? Many times when people think of the Word of God, they think of this. This is probably a good five pounds or more. And it's big, and it's thick, and there's all kinds of letters. It doesn't matter what copy of the Word of God you have. Many people think, man, that's, 
what, 1,000 pages, 2,000 pages, 66 books? How in the world can I ever get through them? And when you do open it up, maybe you've turned to that book starting with an LEV called Leviticus. And you started reading about contagious skin diseases. And you thought, oh boy. And you kind of shut the cover. So depending on where you read and, and what's included, <clears throat> there can be a number of things that maybe would intimidate us. For some people, maybe it's just the readability of it. My encouragement for that is find a readable translation. King James is a great, and it's got some very poetic properties to it, but can be very honestly a challenge for many people to read and understand. There's a host of readable translations that are biblically accurate and, and consistent with uh, the, the heart and the message of the Word of God. So we can guide and direct to something that maybe is a little bit more readable, maybe a little bit less intimidating. Final barrier that keeps many is this. I struggle to apply it. So I'd encourage you, seek the Lord, seek some encouragement even from others as you get into a growing and Bible study, whether that's in Sunday school or, or men's or women's groups, children's or youth groups. There's opportunities of growing and discussing from the Word of God. So we've looked at praying consistently, fasting intentionally. So the title this morning, the third habit that I trust that we're going to work on and, and build and strengthen our lives is this. Let us read daily. Read God's Word daily. So I invite you to turn with me in your copy of the Word of God, your Bible, your smartphone, your tablet, Acts chapter 17, as we encounter Paul and Silas on their second missionary journey. Acts chapter 17, beginning in verse 10, says this, As soon as it was night... The believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Verse 12. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. Just a, a few short verses, but we see the power of God's Word. They were receiving the message with great eagerness, examining the Scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result of the message being proclaimed, as a result of the scriptures being studied and examined, what happened? Many people believed. They came to faith and salvation in Jesus Christ. So if, if you and I are going to build and develop this habit, this godly spiritual discipline of reading daily, let's, let's examine a handful of, of components of how we do that. Number one, I believe we need to start with desire. Start with desire. It says they received the message with great eagerness. What is it that you desire? What is it that you want more than anything? What is it that you enjoy doing every day? What was it that you were hoping was underneath the tree 
from Santa Claus just about a month ago. Man, there's all kinds of hopes and dreams and desires. Is there a hope and a dream and a desire of getting into God's Word? I want to challenge and encourage us to begin 2019 as never before with a desire for God and His Word like never before. Desire. Let's desire to have that relationship with God. Make sure that He's first in our lives as Lord and as Savior, beginning with the very basics of knowing Him. As we've got that relationship with Him, we're going to then get into God's Word. It's going to help us to grow and build and develop that relationship. I've got a desire to to continue to get to know, though it's been, well, this is 2019, almost 19 years now of marriage to Kim. I want to continue to get to know her more and more and more hopes and dreams and fears and goals and it's a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly process. It's, it's not just a, I do, do you, I do, great. Let's just never talk. There's a continual growth and relationship. And so in the same way, do we have this desire to grow in our relationship with God? More than just do you, I do, as in, do you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. And then we never speak of anything again. We never talk to the Lord. We never grow. We never open up his word for us. God's word, the Bible, is is a part of how we can grow in our relationship. Do we have that desire? We've got to start with that desire. Desire that relationship. Desire to learn from examples. How many times are we reading through God's word and we encounter some people in the Old Testament, we encounter some people in the New Testament, men or women, And we encounter some that are really, really good examples, right? Certainly when you get to the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see the example, the life of Jesus, and all those things in red. We say, yes, I want to be more like him. But how many times don't we also open up God's word, and maybe it's a king, maybe it's one of those prophets, maybe it's just one of those men or women in the word of God, and we say, wow, this person's a knucklehead. I don't want to live like this person. So we we find some negative examples, things that we ought not to do. Either way, we're learning and we're growing. Are we desiring to be able to learn from examples found in the Word of God? Do we have a desire to know more about God and His promises? How many of you like promises? Oh, yeah. If you've got kids... You know you are bound by promises. Once you say it, once those, those words slip out, <laughs> sometimes they slip out. Sometimes you intentionally speak them out. But if you declare, we are going to get ice cream, you have got some little ones whose mind, they, they might forget that you told them to, you know, clean this, uh, clean their room, or take this or do that. But they know when you talk about ice cream. They hold you to your promises. 
I'm thankful for the promises of God. We read through the Word of God, Old Testament and New Testament, and there's incredible promises for the believer, for the child of God. Do you and I have this desire to grow and know more about the promises for us? Do we desire to gain encouragement? Ever been a little down? Ever been a little discouraged? We can gain encouragement from the Word of God. God has much in His Word. All the different situations. Book of Psalms. Very open, very honest portion of Scripture. David the psalmist wrote many of them. He had some some highs, just some, some incredible highs in his life and ministry as king. He had some lows. Temptation and sin and mess ups. And he poured his heart out to the Lord. And there's a lot of encouragement found in Psalms, a lot of practical wisdom found in Proverbs. Do we have a desire to gain encouragement from the Word of God? Do we have a desire to receive direction, wisdom, guidance, helping us to know what some of those next steps are? It's found in here. So many people today, whether they call that special hotline, whether they open up that eight ball and and shake it and see what pops to the surface, whether they're looking in the newspaper and skimming down for what their horoscope says, people want to know the future. Let's go to God. Let's go to His Word and desire to receive direction from Him. Final desire, do we desire to have success in our lives? I would hope so. I would hope nobody says, I desire to be a failure. I hope we desire to do well and to succeed. Here's what Joshua 1.8 says. Study this book of the law continually. Meditate on it day and night so you may be sure to obey all that is written in it. Only then will you succeed. Did you catch that process? He said, study meditate, obey, and only then you will succeed. We tend to want to flip-flop it. We, we put them in opposite directions. We want the succeeding in life without the reading and studying and meditating and digging into the Word of God. God says, you want my hand upon your life to lead and guide, encourage and direct? Get into God's Word. There's a lot of great things that we can invest our time in. There's a lot of great hobbies that we have. But do we have that that energy? Do we have that desire for God and His Word in a similar fashion to many of these other areas and aspects of our life? I believe that it starts with desire. Secondly, I want to encourage you to add in some determination This verse in the book of Acts says that they examined the Scriptures every day. There was a focus. There was a determination. There was a discipline. It wasn't just that they examined the Scriptures once a month or or once a week. It was every single day they were digging into and examining the Word of God. See, we've got to move past the knowing and the wanting into the doing. It's one thing to know 
that we should get into God's Word. It's one thing even to want or have that desire to get into God's Word, but the determination to actually do it has got to be that next step. Determination is completing something even when it's not convenient, even when it's not easy. That's determination. Determination is doing something anyway, even if we're not in the mood. You might not always feel like cracking open your Bible or your smartphone or your tablet or your devotional and spending some time in God's Word. That determination says, no matter what, I'm going to make a point to invest in God's Word and allow Him to speak into my life. Determination's following through even if and when it doesn't seem that we have the time to do so. Here's a couple things when it comes to determination. I believe we've got to determine to find a definite place and then secondly, find a definite time. We can have all the incredible desire and energy and this year's going to be different or this this day is going to be different this week's going to be different we're starting out this this brand new week here on a sunday so this week can look different but what's the determination going to look like i encourage you use that determination and determine a specific time and a specific place that place, it might not matter as much, but I'd encourage you to find a, a place that's consistent. You know, some people talk about having a prayer closet. Some people have a, a kind of a, a devotional place. Maybe it's a couch. Maybe it's a recliner. Maybe it's a bed. Maybe it's a chair. Maybe it's the dining room table. Maybe it's the, uh, the break in the workroom. But what, what is that location and what is that time that we can set aside to spend some time in prayer, and in God's word, spending time with him. Let's try to make it a place that's hopefully as free from distraction as much as possible. So, though recliners might be good, maybe the one right in front of that 100-inch giant screen TV with the supersized sound system that always is on ESPN or that, that uh, Hallmark movie might not be the best location for us to build that discipline and godly habit of getting into God's word. But, but find a place, find a time that is faithful, that is consistent, that we can spend time with God. How many of you are morning people? Raise your hand. Say A handful of you kind of were hesitant. You're looking around like, I hope nobody else in here kills me for being a morning person. The morning, the people who are not morning people tend to look at the people who are morning people and, and get annoyed. What are you so happy about? It's morning. There's some morning people. And if, if morning is a good time for you and, and that's some of your, your best time, maybe you can carve out some of that time to spend with God. Now, jobs can complicate things, and, and kids can complicate things, and, and all of that. But maybe there, there's a time you can, even if you're a morning person, wind that clock back even a little earlier, where there's time to spend with God free from distractions. Some of you are saying, I'm not really even awake or functioning or even really knowing what I do until about noon, or two, or six in the evening, you know. 
Some of you, you're just not morning people. You're, you're like late night owls. Yeah. Go to bed at 2 in the morning. Sleep till noon. I don't know what your schedule is. So if you're not a morning person, you're not always up as early, maybe the afternoon would be a, a good slot or the evening would be a good slot. Right before bed. Now, for some people, right before bed would not be good. You'd be falling asleep every night. Your Bible would be your pillow. But find a place, find a time that can be faithful, that can be consistent, that you can set aside that time with God. Make an appointment with God and with His Word. With God and spending a time in prayer. If you've got a spouse or, or a friend and you'd want to get together for a date, you would probably not just say, yeah, let's meet next week and walk away. I imagine you might say, let's go to Panera on this date at noon. Let's go to Texas Roadhouse on this date at 6 in the evening. You would probably have a specific place, probably have a specific time. There's probably something you would put in to your special date or, or dinner or meeting or get together. But many times, that's kind of what we do with God. We get pumped up. We get energized. I've got a desire to get into God's Word. This week, I'm going to get into God's Word. And then you go home and you don't have a, a, a time or a place Sometime this week, someplace this week, let your determination funnel you into having that time, having that place to determine to get into God's word. So it starts with our desire. We add in some determination. Third, I want to encourage you to establish a plan. Here's what we see in Acts the whole idea they were doing this, they were examining the scriptures daily. Why? The plan was this, to see if what Paul said was true. I hope you've got your word with you, your Bible, your copy on, on a, a tablet, on a smartphone. I hope each and every Sunday we read from God's word. I read portions of scripture I hope that you're reading, I hope that you're studying, I hope that you're digging in to see, is what he's saying really in there, or is he just making stuff up? I'm not making it up. But if you don't read, if you don't search, if you don't examine, you don't know. They had a plan. They dug into the Word of God. They wanted to see if what Paul was saying, what Paul was preaching, what Paul was teaching, is that true and accurate? Now, I'm sure that we don't plan to fail, but that old saying is very true. We often fail to plan. So what is the plan? If we've got this desire to get into God's word, and we've got a determination to do it regularly at this place or time and location, what's the plan? I'd encourage you to have a plan. Not, not a hit or miss, not an open up the Bible and just kind of stick your, your finger in and say, wherever it falls... I mean, sometimes that works. You know, you've heard people share some, sometimes, man, I, God really ministered to me. I don't doubt that God can. There's also sometimes you can do that and come across some really interesting scriptures. That's probably not God's will for you. What, what would be a, a dedicated, devoted 
plan of attack in God's word. We've got a number of them out in the foyer. Bible reading guides. So establish a plan. Here's the first thought. Use a Bible reading guide. We've got three paper plans out in the foyer. Plus, we've got a free daily devotional. It has a reading from God's word, a little uh, devotional, and a couple of questions. Paper resources. Use, use something like that that can get you into God's word. Some of those will have readings from four different places in God's word. Another one has readings from two different places in the Bible. And one of them is just a straight through Genesis to Revelation. And you just read in one spot and work your way all the way through. Maybe use a guide. Secondly, try some different translations. I mentioned about sometimes the intimidation factor. For some people, maybe they've had one particular Bible for many years. That's the only Bible they've ever had. But I just I don't understand this quite as well. When you look at a smartphone or you look at a, a tablet or you go online, there are all kinds of free ways to get multiple copies of God's Word in multiple versions, translations, paraphrases. Read a number of them. In the good old days, like five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was go to the Bible bookstore. And I, and I did that on a regular basis. In fact, you know, every year, every, every several years, uh, it would be kind of high on my wish list. I'd want a new, different Bible version or translation because I like to read through the Word of God in different versions or translations every year. Read through the Word of God every single year for a number of decades. Read through probably 10 or more different versions or translations. And so I'd say, yeah, here's one I haven't read. And, I, and I'd go to the Christian bookstore and open and read it and I'd kind of be on my Christmas list and get that and boom, January 1st, I'm reading in a new one. But on this thing, on a smartphone, on a tablet, on the computer, you can find not just five or 10, but 20, 30, 40 plus different versions, translations that will help you maybe be a little bit more readable, understandable, that will help you in your plan. So maybe you can use a guide. Maybe the, the fact of having a more readable translation will help that determination, that discipline, that drive. Here's a third thought. Start small. You know, we, we talk about people being intimidating, and, and when you take a look at this book, man, it's got lots of pages. And, you know, if you've got all these helps, and if you've got concordances and maps, you know, if you look at the, the last couple of pages on here, it looks like it says 4,000. It, it's really just the numbers. But still, this is probably close to 2,000 pages in this particular Bible. We say, wow, 2,000? Did you see how tiny that print is? I'm never going to get through it. Well, you're right. You're probably not going to get through this today. But start small. Start with a chapter or a couple of chapters, start with a, a small portion of God's Word and build up some stability, some faithfulness, some discipline until pretty soon that, that chapter, you're reading it and you're wishing you could read a little more, so maybe add a, a second chapter or a third. But if this discipline and determination has been a struggle, don't just jump into saying, I'm going to read the whole Bible today or this week or this month. Remember I said... 
12 minutes a day, you could read the Bible in a year. That's on average. You could, at the very least, start small. Three minutes a day, you would read the entire New Testament. Gospels, powerful book of Acts with uh, the moving and the working, the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost, all of the epistles and practical uh, letters written by Paul, ending with revelation and visions of the future and things to come. Three minutes a day. I would venture to say we watch a whole lot more commercials than that. Three minutes a day. But we can start small. Maybe, maybe use a study Bible. Some of you have them or, or you would purchase them or you can find some study notes, commentary on what you're reading or interpretations of some of these bigger words or, or maybe uh, some little articles that help teach some of the things that you're reading. There's a lot of great tools found in our Bibles. Here's another thought for our plan. Use technology. I mentioned about smartphones. Many people have those, not everybody. Tablets, computers. There, there are a lot of areas of technology that many people would have. And on every single one of those, leverage technology to help you. I love technology, but I was a little bit of a late adopter. I, I was still the read-through in, in, my, in my paper. I love the feel of, of paper. Still do. But in the last two or three years, this has been what I have read through the Bible every single day. And in this, the Bible app, you can type in uversion, uversion.com on the internet, uversion Bible app in the App Store, the Google Play Store, Tons and tons of Bible versions or translations, all free. It's got a great thing. You can adjust the size of the print. So for some people who might want to have that large print study Bible, man, you can blow that print up. It's big time. It's great. In fact, for some of you, because time and schedules are, are a challenge, many of these versions or translations They've got someone who will read it to you. Now, again, in the good old days, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, Bible on tape was pretty expensive. I mean, reading the Bible 12 minutes a day for an entire year to get through the Bible, now just imagine 12 minutes times 365 days. That's a whole bunch of tapes. Anybody ever have a tape version of the, you know, the Bible on tape and then Bible on CD. I mean, they were expensive, very practical. Now it's free. It is literally free in multiple versions, multiple translations. You use your finger to, to touch a little portion of this screen and it will read it to you. So let's use technology to take advantage of this, this drive, this desire, this determination. This will help us. All kinds of Bible reading plans you, you can set up on a phone, on a tablet, on a computer, in addition to the paper forms that we provide. We're trying to cover you in all kinds of ways. When it comes to a plan, maybe start by quality over quantity. Read a little bit and seek to understand it instead of just reading a whole bunch and really not knowing what you read. Start small, read a little bit at a time. Maybe find a friend for accountability. If you know somebody's checking up on you or encouraging you or asking if you read the Bible this day or how many times this week, 
It's a good nudge or encouragement towards doing something. Accountability is huge for, for those who are trying to lose weight, for those who are trying to exercise and, and to build muscles or strength. Oftentimes there's accountability partners, trainers, that personal connection, asking those questions will often nudge and help our desire and discipline and determination to change. When it comes to a plan, very importantly, don't give up. Because here, here's what, through many years of seeing young people and kids and adults get into God's word and, and begin with some of these Bible reading plans and we presented Bible reading plans to you each and every year, encouraging you to get into God's word. Here's what I see time and time again. Someone begins January 1st with great enthusiasm, great desire. This is, this is going to be the year. It's going to be different. I'm going to read through the entire word of God. And man, Genesis is, is power-packed. I mean, you've got Adam and Eve and Noah, Abraham, Joseph, I mean, Joseph's got, it's like a soap opera wrapped up into a handful of chapters. I mean, so Genesis is exciting. Exodus, and still a lot of excitement there with the children of Israel and the plagues and, and Pharaoh, and they get out into the wilderness, but like I mentioned, you, you hit Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. Sometimes people get stuck, or maybe life gets busy and, and you miss a day. And now you're, you're looking at your digital schedule or you're looking at your paper schedule and now you've got two days worth of readings. What happens if you get three days behind, four days behind? We get behind and here's what people say. Oh, it's useless. I'll just give up. Don't give up. Keep going strong. Maybe, maybe you don't read the entire Bible this year, but you can still read through that Old Testament. You can still read through that New Testament. I've mentioned in our paper Bible reading guides. We've got three of them. Two of them are built with this in mind. They have 25 readings per month. So, quick question. How many days are there in January? 31. You guys passed. There's 31 days in January, but on the Bible reading plan, there's only 25 readings. That leaves six extra bonus days. You, you spend them however you want. Maybe you've got a handful of times when you've missed. Well, that can help you out. Maybe, maybe you want to use some of those to go back and reflect on some of the things that you've read and, and dig in and study a little bit more. Maybe some of you have been faithful and you just want to keep reading and you've got those extra days where there's no reading. But you're going to read anyway, and you're going to get ahead for the next month. It doesn't matter how you do it, but it builds in a little bit of margin for you. So both of those that are in the folded version in the foyer, both of those are 25-day-per-month plans. Don't give up. Don't panic. The Bereans, they had a plan. They wanted to dig into God's Word and see if what Paul said was right, if it was true. Let you and I have a, a plan in place when it comes to God's word. Finally, this morning, I believe we need to develop a process. It says that the Berean Jews were of more noble character. Once we've got this plan in place of what we're going to do, let's put the process in place and figure it out. 
Get the most out of our Bible reading. Get the most out of our Bible study. Allow God to build his character and discipline in us. Let's come in contact with God's word in a bunch of ways. You can read it. You can listen to it. Allow, allow it to be read to you. Hear it being preached or taught, discussed. We study it. We learn it. We memorize it. We can put some of God's word into our heart. Meditate and reflect. Maybe kind of chew on that one verse throughout the day. God brings that back into our mind or into our heart and in the midst of a situation. God brings that verse back. We can kind of think about it and meditate on it. And then do it. Put it into practice. Part of the process. As we're reading God's word, hopefully it's more than just checking off a box, but let's, let's come into contact with God's word and maybe ask or answer some questions. As I'm reading it, is there sin I've got to confess? We read about things and, and God kind of prompts us. There's sin in our life. God, would you cleanse and would you forgive me as a result? Are there promises that I read I need to stand on to, hold fast to and claim? Are there some attitudes in my life as I read God's word? Are there attitudes that have got to change as a result? Are there some commands or instructions that I've got to follow and obey? Are there some examples that it would do well for me to come alongside of and apply? Are there warnings in my life to hear? Is there a passage that I read that I can learn how to pray is there a truth that I can apply? Is there an error that I can avoid and stay away from? Is there something that prompts me to offer thanksgiving to God? There's a lot of ways to interact with God's word. This, this process of growing and developing and becoming. They developed more noble character. They heard the message. They dug into God's word. They examined scriptures. And the end result was this incredible character as a result of this process. If you're reading in, in a paper Bible, some margins. And, and many of you, some people don't like ever to, to make a note in a Bible. And other people, boy, they underline and highlight and mark it up like crazy. But maybe you jot down some notes if you're doing something digitally on a, a smartphone or a tablet in the Bible app, you can digitally highlight any verse you want. You can digitally make notes on any verse you want. Anything you can do with paper and pen, you can do digitally. So we can interact with and grow and develop as God speaks to our heart. All kinds of guides and notes that come as a result. A number of years ago, our girlies were younger, but uh, both Kim and I, we've got our own little uh, Bible reading plans, and Kim uses one, I use one, and, and uh, I keep mine uh, with my, my iPad. I kept one in my Bible and in previous years, and I would read through each year. The girlies were little, and, and they saw mom reading her Bible. They, they saw dad reading his Bible, and so it was a number of years ago, and, and it, Autumn was the first one. She was, she was kind of little. I want to say maybe six or seven. And she wanted a Bible reading guide. Now, I didn't necessarily want to just give her the one from the church here because I was reading through the entire Bible in a year. That's a pretty big chunk for probably, a, I'm going to say, six or seven-year-old. So 
man, I definitely wanted to help out. So I went to my Bible, I went to my Bible, I went to my computer and I typed up a, a special Bible reading guide for her. I'm gonna put it on the screen. This was the Autumn Andreason Days of Bible Reading Guide. It just simply had a check mark next to days. There wasn't a date, but it's just when she read the Bible that day, she could check it off. That's a little hard to see on the screen and with the projector, and particularly with some of the extra sunlight being projected off of the snow. But if you squint, each and every column, this is front and back, each and every column, each and every day were checked off. This particular one was worth 60 different days. For a six-year-old or seven-year-old, perhaps. Now, was she reading an hour of Leviticus every day? I don't think so. But was it maybe a, a psalm or a few verses of Matthew or Mark or Luke or John? Yeah. There, there was a desire there. There was a determination there. With help, there was a little bit of a plan. And with help, there was a little bit of a process to encourage and to nudge her forward. And of course, Brookie, me too, said, I want one. Me too. I made a little, little Brookie plan. You and I, no matter where we are at in our walk and our life with God, this godly habit, this discipline of getting into God's word, it's powerful. It's life-changing. Allow it to change us from the inside out. It was written specifically for us. It was written for what we're going through. It's written for today. It's amazing. As you read through God's word, you've got a Bible reading guide. And so you're following that. Sometimes, I, I don't, most times, I don't follow it exactly. I bounce around, but I, I still cover what my plan says. It's amazing how many times I might be ahead in this particular column or behind in this particular column, and that particular day, what I read hits home. You ever had that? Got that, that devotional you open up on a daily basis, and it hits home. Someone created that and wrote those devotions way in advance so that you could spend some time with God, and yet God uses his word to impact and hit home. Besides just the, the godly attitude and habit of praying and fasting, I encourage us to read daily. Let's start with desire, add in some determination, establish a plan, and develop a process. 